Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, Race Chaser listeners, and welcome to a special bonus episode where we're going to give you a sneak peek of a brand new podcast we know you'll love. It's called The Rear View. The Rear View. And it's a weekly LGBTQ plus roundtable where four all-star hosts and tons of big name guests get together to chat, laugh, and argue about the latest in pop culture, sex, dating, and politics. These are conversations you need to hear. The funniest, smartest queer personalities discussing the hottest topics in the LGBTQ plus community and the world at large. The Rear View was created by Forever Dog and Grinder, and this was Grinder's very first foray into podcasting. Mm. And it's hosted by drag superstar Monique Hart, comedian Jay Jordan, he's fine, recording artist Chester Lockhart, hey Chester, and Grinder's own Patrick Rogers. Yes, and guess what? I was a guest on last week's episode. It well, was so much been, fun. You've been guesting all over the place. I see. Yeah, I love a pop up. Guesty Geffen, I see. Um, We're going to play that episode for you right now. And while you're listening, search for The Rear View on your podcast app. Hit the subscribe button and give them a five-star review because trust us, they deserve it. It was really, really fun and really great. And I'm telling you, these hosts together are astounding. And it was a pleasure to be on. Um, New episodes of The Rear View come out every single Thursday, wherever podcasts are found. And now, roll that beautiful beautiful footage. footage. (laughs) Forever. Dog. Welcome to The Rear View, the podcast where a roundtable of the funniest and smartest queer personalities discuss the hottest topics in the LGBTQ community and world at large. Okay, so this week we're discussing the disappearance of RuPaul Charles, memories of a Mariah Carey, the Old Guard premiere, and cancellation couture. But first, let's go over listener opinions on the queer legacy question from last week. What is the best 73 questions with Vogue interview? Chester. At It's Ian Raymond says, just listen to at Grinder's new pod and the hashtag queer legacy debate was about the best 73 questions from Vogue. It's obviously Donatella's because when asked, how would you describe your personal style? She just goes, very personal. <laughs> okay, Chester giving Patrick a run for his money when it comes Very to personal. the Donna. Okay, that's better. Mm-hmm. That's a Donatella. Patrick, you got some. I'm one point, some Patrick. Let the All games right. begin. <laughs> so, 
All right. So in response to in response to Vogue seventy three questions at Mia Serafino on Twitter says Olivia Coleman, and not just because of how she pronounces her favorite show Dynasty, not Dynasty. Apparently, us Americans get a lot of stuff wrong, including foreskin, but Dynasty. But mostly what? What? because she ate a cigarette during the audition. <laughs> Did she eat it during the 73 questions? I think she talked about eating a cigarette oh, at the I audition. See. She didn't eat a cigarette at, during the 73 questions, Patrick. Can we go back to the foreskin? Can we go back to the foreskin? It doesn't grow back. That's the problem. Actually, that's not true. They have a new device that you can put on the head and it'll pull the skin. My friend is using it. It's working. Oh. I haven't tasted it, so I don't know. But it is there. Amazon it, girl. Amazon oh, right. Prime, Dr. Lockhart. <laughs> Okay, and then we have um, another, we have a final um, final tweet from uh, VDR Star, which I think, Jester, I think we know who this person is. Um, he says, the obvious answer to the hashtag queer legacy question is Bella Hadid solely for how amazing her hair looks the entire video. Second would have to be Gaga because Gaga. Um, okay, well, okay, that's cool. Well, that's enough. Uh, I guess wrong opinions. I felt like I was right. (laughs) Yeah, I felt like I was right. I felt like we all had very good opinions last time. And if you want to add to the conversation on Twitter, please feel free to. But no, at the end of the day, you're going to be kind of wrong. And with nothing else (laughs) further said, let's get into some hot tops. (laughs) Speak on it, yeah. Our first hot top this week, Mariah Had a Little Lambly, whose autobiography (laughs) is coming out this September, The Meaning of Mariah. Monique, let's start with you. Do you know her? I think the real question is, does she know me? Because that woman has, she has too much money. That woman has too much money. She has kind of F you money. So when she can say, I don't know her, like, you know what I mean? Can you imagine her going, a drag queen? Yeah, yeah, I don't know her. So shady. Anyway, the book looks good. I know. I'm very excited for it. As a person who looks like Nick Cannon, if he wanted to try on Mariah's wigs and not just steal her money, I am <gasps> so anticipating getting to hear everything about Tommy Matola. I want to hear about the Honey video shoot. I want to hear about the Lover Boy video shoot. I want to know why she wasn't given any sort of like recognition for how well she did in Precious. I love Mariah Carey. I've love seen. Are we going to talk concert. about glitter? Three times. Yeah, we can talk about glitter. We can talk about glitter. Glitter just, you know, you know what messed up glitter? September 11th. So don't. That's damn true. We're not about to attack Mariah. The Mariah also one of the first Afro Latinas that like made it super, super duper big in this country. Go ahead. Wait a minute. Why? Wait, 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 wait. Wait, why? I thought she was white. Now we're in 2020. No. Mariah's father. I thought she was white. Her mama was white, and yes. her daddy was black. Her daddy was uh, black and Venezuelan. Oh, okay. I was like, "Where's you getting the Latina from?" Because her mama is Caucasian, girl. So I was like, <laughs> "Okay, love." Me. I was buffering a little bit too. I was like, "Is there some math I don't know about?" Some of you guys did not read the album liner notes I on mean, Butterfly. If someone didn't look at the Wikipedia page, apparently, <laughs> girl. What? The one? No, I as the person the who called Daniel Radcliffe that little boy over there. <laughs> 
Patrick, I do want to push back a bit. That little boy is a wonderful clip, and it is. It's the great numbers. Show last week did great numbers for the premiere. I I love Mariah. I'm excited for her memoirs because she's been around for so long and and is very private and is honestly like one of the most interesting celebrity personalities like to interview and stuff. She's always giving you like a a moment, a festive moment. And like on Watch What Happens Live, you know, with with Andy Cohen, when she was like, he was like, name, give uh, Eminem three compliments. And she was like, they, you can carry them in a package and travel around. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Like she's so... Funny, like she's she, like actually has like real personality. It's truly. nice to see like a celebrity like actually like give some like feistiness and stuff. I love that about her. I just want her to be present to tell her own story because when she did that reality show a few years back, where literally she wasn't oh, in right. the actual filming, she was only in the interview. The confessionals. Yes. Yeah. Like, Lay it down on the chase camera. <laughs> Lay it down on the chase. As she's line. known to do, her Shay Lounge moment. Yes. <laughs> But she wasn't even, but I want to hear her actual story. It's like, you know, so much of the media is the narrator of her and the whole Tommy Matola thing and just yeah. everything over the years. And I want to hear her shady ass version yes. of it. Absolutely. So it's going to be juicy. Her um, Cribs episode. She's a is good like, writer too. Yeah. One of the best pop songwriters of all time. She's a songwriter. She's Mariah songwriter. the Thesaurus. Yeah, not just four octaves, but a writer as well. Do you understand how many polysyllabic words I learned because of her? Like, she's, Say that word Come on, polysyllabic. You mean polysyllabic? Oh, that's also a drag name. Come to the stage. <laughs> polysyllabic. Okay, uh, let's move on to the second topic. Um, the Old Guard, uh, which is, because of COVID-19, the only summer blockbuster, um, was released this past weekend, uh, directed by celebrated auteur Gina Prince by the Wood, Jay, what was your, yes. what did you think? If I know you, you like comic books and like action yes. films and stuff. So this is. If you would have told me that the woman who created and directed Love and Basketball. Right. The, the first <gasps> movie where I ever saw Wait, a sex what? scene. Yeah. So yes. the, she's the director of Love and Basketball. And Akilah and the B. Beyond the Lights. Beyond the Lights too. So yeah. she. I, I think that was one of the first sex scenes I saw mm-hmm. in the movie theater with my mom. And I was like, are they going to do it in front of my mama? <laughs> I was like, Sanaa Lathan, incredibly do this sensual in front movie. of my mama? It Maxwell, the whole, mm-hmm. the, and oh. this woman's worth. If you would have told me she was going to direct a superhero movie, I would have been like, How? what? Really? It's a beautiful, but also brutal movie. I started it mm-hmm. and I'm not done with it. But I, mm-hmm. and there are parts of it that aren't spoilers. It's about this group of people that have uh, superhuman regeneration. They have basically almost immortality. They can heal from anything. So we need a blood transfusion from them right now for this country. Um, that's a COVID, that's a COVID joke, not a STD joke, even though, you know, do what you got to do. Um, <laughs> Charlize Theron is like the leader. She's Andy. And she, first of all, the the cut is so severe and so militant. The look that she gives off. She's a flux cut. Yeah, she's she's a statuesque woman. Imagine a imagine like a five ten South African woman with that haircut just bussing shit, fucking shit up. Cause that's what this movie is. At one point, like you think. 
they're done and they're not and that's kind of like the premise of having regenerative powers like it's, i love characters like wolverine i love books like x-force which is about like a wetworks division sort of like this but this is so much grittier and i'll tell you guys also there is a queer love story too that's all okay, I'm that's, that's amazing it's good it's very good that I'll is be the best part to me it is so satisfying to see to see gay men fight crime and kiss <laughs> I mean, that to me yes. is like all you got to sell for me to go and watch it. And um, yeah. they get a line, they get like kidnapped, these two gay guys who are like a part of this group in it. And the one of the guys Patrick, is if like, you spoil it, you can't, I mean, like, can I do you, the yeah. line? You, you can do the line. Okay, you can do okay. it. You can do that. I'm just going to say the line that the, he goes, what is he, your boyfriend? And he goes, he's not my boyfriend. He's all and he's more. <laughs> Excuse me. I mean, I was just sobbing it is so sweet and tender for an action film i mean imagine that yeah. is really sweet I, as someone who is completely unlovable i i can't imagine <laughs> it honestly um i will let you guys know i had no interest in watching this shit before <laughs> period i saw the pictures of charlie's with the little axe i thought that was cute but you just said love and basketball <laughs> okay let's move on let's move on next up Harper's Bazaar released a letter this past week signed by 153 public figures that condemned the rise of cancel culture and suggests that canceling leads to the lack of open discussions and inhibiting free thought. Patrick, babe, what do you think? I think this really, like, irked me. I, I don't know if anyone else was, like, annoyed by this, but I do think that there is um, a lot of throwing the cancel culture terminology around lately. And I feel like it's a little uh, misrepresenting. It's like mm -hmm. uh, cancel culture implies something's unjust to me, which what's mm -hmm. mostly happening is like people in positions of power are being held accountable for their mm -hmm. actions and words. And I don't necessarily, I think uh, connotating that with saying it's cancel culture, whatever is so like just absolutely ridiculous and like only people who have that privilege and entitlement could even justify calling it that is kind of my take i think it's intellectually dishonest in fact it's yeah. like it's borderline brainwave lazy because you go oh cancel culture is gonna affect me and you go no no no. you still are important enough that people are asking you about it number mm -hmm. one so right. you clearly still have a platform number two usually like patrick said people are scared of consequences and people are hesitant to apologize there are usually mm -hmm. three steps you get big enough that people look at old shit. They say, oh, this is some terrible old shit. Do you want to apologize for this old shit? And you have the choice to either go, no, I stand by that old shit. Or you can say, oh, I've grown. I'm so sorry. I apologize. I will not only work to be better, but I will put some of my money, effort, and time, and maybe even opportunity and spaces towards this group that I offended and I will try to better myself and learn more. But since, but what happens is a lot of people go, oh, no, no, I stand by what I said. And I'm like, well, <laughs> get, get ready, pimp, because uh, <laughs> no. you, you did Because we have it. social I, media now, girl. I mean, I'm just, honestly, people got away with this for so long because the people couldn't actually, like, give their opinions in a free 
and that's like setting. That's me as a comedian. Like I, if someone was like, "Oh, that joke was fucked up," the first thing I'm gonna be like, "Oh, was that was it intentionally fucked up? Was the context very clear? Is there any way I can make it?" more palatable also like know your audience know the space that you're performing in this always kind of really irks me because whenever some comedians were like middle-aged straight white guys like cancel culture has ruined my career i'm like oh you just want to be able to say faggot i got i got i got what i see what you're saying i i'm picking up what you're putting down and it's a pile of sticks faggot like it's just it's stupid uh, you just wanted to say faggot, I think. That part! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I With the actual say. definition! <laughs> the part that irks me is it's this whole thing is like, it's signed by all of these like law, I mean not um, law, but university professors from Yale and Princeton right. and all these people. And it also isn't really saying anything. Like it's not this like really well thought out op-ed about like what we can do to improve the situation and whatever. It's just like a bunch of people kind of being like, we hate this and we're smart. So here's our little declaration of independence from Twitter. Like, I don't know what the, the point yeah. of this is. What I will say is I think that we need to hold people accountable and we also need to teach people like we need to identify problems, provide solutions, and then monitor whether or not those people are improving. Because what I see so often is that a lot of the people who are in power that get canceled never really get canceled. That's the thing. That's hard. They're, you know, you're rich enough, you're famous enough, whatever. You're never yes. really canceled. The J.K. Rowling isn't facing consequences She's right now. She's a billionaire. Canceled. She's not canceled. Neither is She's... Jeffrey Star. No. And, They're tweeting and, from the bank. And sometimes it creates even more fans that go, oh, yeah. I yes, don't even exactly. normally like your stuff. Yes, but exactly. if people are saying that you are wrong... I'm going to rally behind you. Yes. Until then, until it happened with, I mean, it's happened with like so many, like, I don't know, like conservative grifters, if you will, mm-hmm. where they're right. like, oh, they want to silence me. And then they have like a meet and greet and people are like, yeah, so what do you have to say? And they're like, oh, uh, just buy my book. That's it. I don't, I don't, really, <laughs> I don't really care about these, y'all this, either. The moral panic is these people want to dish it out, but then they can't take it. And it's like yeah. opinions, yeah. like any, good chaotic verse go both ways and you're entitled to yours and the world is entitled to theirs. And for you to make a victim of yourself because we respond to your uh, opinion, girl, go sit down somewhere. You guys though, something crazy just happened. I am reading the next topic and it says that RuPaul and Michelle Visage have disappeared. (laughs) <laughs> now what what could Listen, that mean okay Jay? Every, now it, I, this was like an amber alert that i just got on my phone i'm gonna read it what it says what? it says that rupaul and michelle visage have disappeared from social media and their twitter accounts ha- and their instagram accounts have been fully <gasps> wiped and scrubbed oh God, we better now listen no no no, no okay no, no, listen, i don't want to make anyone nervous but monique what's going on where's your mother monique Oh, at first I thought she was like deleting her social media because she didn't want to get canceled. Um, And then Michelle deleted hers. And I was like, well, I don't know. Because Michelle had like rumored that she wanted to come out with her own show where it was like open to trans women and trans people and drag, da, 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 da. And so I don't know if like RuPaul chopped her up and maybe he's trying to hide the body. (laughs) Because, you know, she's trying to come on her turf. But I don't know. It's really kind of gaggy because Drag Race is like, 
kind of non-existent in the sense of COVID and you know what I mean? Right. So like, mm-hmm. what is she going to do? Um, I don't know. Someone said that, you know, because she didn't respond and all this is what someone said. This is not my quote. This is what someone said. I'm saying this quote because what I want after to happen, happen. Okay. okay. So everyone said. listening, Monique Hart did not Shut say up. this. <laughs> I did not. Someone said, <clears throat> not me. <laughs> not me. I think it might be a little YouTuber who follows drag queens. That's all I'm going to say. And he said that she might not be coming back next season. So that position might be open. And I'm just saying that if the position is open, since she is missing, you know. Well, I think we've got a strong contender here. I mean, well, Jay, Monique, do you Monique. think you might want to host? <laughs> I, yeah, I definitely. You want me to put on my little glasses and say, "What is it? Hello, hello, hello." Parker, whatever suit, Parker Klein, whatever. No, listen, Monique actually should have got paid more because you and Monet hosted y'all seasons anyway. Um, so. yeah. Oh, dang, God, uh, dang. That part. No lies spotted. No lies spotted. Okay, well, that was Hot Tops this week. Wow. Those were damn near Dom Tops. All right, you guys, we are going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back with Alaska Thunderfuck. Who's that? Hi. We are so excited and blessed to have my good sis, good Judy, drag legend, all-star winner, podcaster, singer, songstress, and actress. Hi, Alaska. <laughs> Welcome to the Rambo. Oh, my gosh. Hi. Uh, it's so good Hi. to see you. You look amazing. Uh, Thank you, beautiful. Miss Alaska, the eyebrows are full. The beard is in. Oh, I know. That's, you know, girl not doing drag. That's what you get. <laughs> also, so happy you got the tank top memo. No one else? Uh, girl, this is my uniform. Like, I always wear a black tank top. It's <laughs> it's just what I live in. You, you look, look very direction. comfortable. You've got your that podcast fun. set up. Yeah, totally. This clear tape we've used to ramshackly <laughs> repair this device. <laughs> um, <laughs> Speaking of podcasts, Race Chaser is literally the definitive queer podcast, and you've now won two queerties, right, for best podcast. Yes. How many? Yeah. So um, now you're branching out with your own podcast channel, Mom. Can you tell us a little bit about what prompted Mom and the type of content that we're going to see produced on Mom? Well, um, we had a really good time doing Race Chaser, and it's sort of... It sort of started as like um, just like a hobby because we were like we're watching Drag Race anyway, so and we talk about it constantly. So why don't we just like do it? And so we started, and then it kind of expanded, and we did like a there's the show about Drag Race, which is on Wednesdays, and then there's Hot Goss, which is like the ancillary show on Fridays where we talk about like the world what like what's going on in the world and then like i don't know i mean it just keeps like it kept growing and we were like well why don't we bring in like some of our sisters and um i mean drag race keeps expanding there's like 37 
iterations of Drag Race going on at <laughs> once. So um, now on the on the Moguls of Media Network, um, we've invited. Manila, Luzon, and Latrice Royale um, to do a podcast called The Chop, where they talk about Canada's drag race. How are you liking Canada's drag race? Um, I love it. And it's so crazy because you see so you see so differently like what drag culture is like in different regions. Mm, like yeah. UK was really was really yeah. um it was everyone was interesting. Really super, Right. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. It, everyone was it really was funny though. Yeah. And, and then you see like Thailand and like the queens just go like they go oh, yeah. in a thousand percent. The looks, the looks are insane Ugh. in Thailand. Ridiculous. Yes. Lighting themselves yeah. on fire. Yeah. Alaska, I have a question for y'all. <laughs> First of all, I just want to say like you have shifted, like shifted, like drag culture in the sense of the sense of like language and the way that we speak just like mm. high and just dragging everything out and just making it it's just you're so plus girl legendary here we go right now obviously we're living in these crazy times it's very very mm. insane mm. what would you say to listeners who want to support drag queens drag performers other gig performers you know people who are doing the gigs in the circles like what would you tell them in different ways to support and then as well how are you evolving during all of this time where like you know we thought we would be back in a bar in six weeks girl be back at the gig <laughs> and we are like how many months ago like what was the last time you were in what was the last time you had to talk you know what i mean like we're crazy, crazy, crazy. That's, that's the tea like had I mean, to or chose to right Oh, like, just walk what, around the house for free? Yeah. Yeah. What, you got a Wednesday night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Glass of wine. <laughs> Grey's Anatomy. Right. Yeah. Just, I, just to feel someone ooh, back there. Ooh, we could just... Sitting, sitting on it. I mean, to, to answer your question, though, if you're looking for ways to, like, support drag artists, there, there are... You don't have to look very far. There are always opportunities... Um, I mean, queens are very uh, active. Like, as soon as all this started to happen, it was really impressive how fast, like, drag performers were instantly like, okay, well, I had a gig tonight, but I can't do it in real life, so we're doing it on Instagram, and here we go. And and so it was really, like, inspiring to see, like, how drag queens are just, like, we're so able to, like, adapt and, Mm -hmm. and, like, survive anything. Yeah. So like you can easily support drag queens. They will not be shy about telling you where their fucking Venmo is. They'll be happy to let you know. It's probably in the Instagram description box. <laughs> and it's the same thing with like important causes. Like these are these are things that it's it's really important to keep the the money moving in these directions mm-hmm. even though like it seems like the economy has stopped. It's like we we are our own economy. So we very true. It. We can keep very it very true. All right, it's time for Grinder Hotline. Our lovely listeners have left us questions about sex and dating over voicemail. We, along with Alaska, will play the voicemail live and offer you advice. I cannot promise it will be good advice, but we will definitely say something because if you see something say something if you have sex or dating questions our number is 424 
235-4430. Leave us a voicemail this week and next Thursday we will answer your questions. Okay, we'll play the first voicemail. Hi guys, uh, I love the first episode. Um, my name's Abraham. I live in Florida right now. So currently I'm not really dating anybody right now, but I have a kink that I really like that it's kind of hard to like put on somebody the the first time you talk to them um, or hook up with them or whatever. Um, and my kink is I really, really like when uh, when they choke me. Oh, God, I don't know what it is about it, but it gets me going, starts the boat. Um, so the question then is like, how do I if I'm in a situation with somebody that I like am hooking up with for the first time, like get them to like kind of go there. Cause when it's happened for me before, it's been like when I'm like, I've been dating a guy for a while and like, and I'm kind of trying to make it a regular um, part of my sexual encounters. So uh, just some insight on how you uh, would approach that. Thanks. Wow. Abraham, that's a great question, I think. Um, Yeah. And uh, speaking from experience, uh, I like choking as well. And I think, I mean, Florida, just tell them. I mean, I don't think you have to wait that long. And and I think just kind of be upfront with that. I don't think it's as weird as uh, it sounds. You think? It, it seems pretty common to me. Am With I the lead here? up, I was expecting like gerbils in the ass. I know. That's why I like. thought that's it was going to get I really weird. I thought it was going to get weird. Choking to me is very like tame. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I would say um, as someone who slightly likes it, I'm not looking into the camera. No. Here you go. You grab their hand and then you put their hand on your neck oh. where, you know, you can still, and then, you know, they might, if they're not into it, they might be a little freaked out. Also, if they're too into it, they might try to, look, bitch, I want to breathe. I got things to do. I got to call my mama. Okay. Right. So you <laughs> squeeze their hand to like a level of tightness. And then you say right there, keep it up. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. 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 Boom, boom, boom. Bang. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I listen as a black man, the criminal justice system has been choking me since 1619. Yeah. So I'm. I'm all for people being very verbal and being very open with their kinks. Abraham, that's a biblical name. Tell the truth and just do what you got to do. Do what you got to do, Abraham. But stay safe in Florida. Hold on. That's, Have your life I, we alert. Need to, we need to address this. You can't get choked by nobody new. In Florida, unless mm. unless they have gloves on, and that's another kink. So just and a um, face mask, yeah, and a face mask. So just, I mean, stay. The I think the Florida will fuck you up more than the choking. Right now, so be <laughs> safe. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay, we've got one more. Will so let's let's get the, the other one. Hey there, I'm just curious how can i tell guys on grinder that i don't want to be their friend i'm only interested in dating or hooking up it's just that i feel very fulfilled in my friendship and and looking for a very particular kind of friend um because i'm very i feel yeah i feel like i have enough friends um so would love more musicians 
in my life to play music with. But other than that, um, oh, the hard to find musicians on Grindr but, or anywhere. But other than that, I well, don't know how to say this without being rude, without sounding rude. Can I go first? Yes. yes. Grinder <clears throat> is a hookup app if you are using specifically Grinder. <clears throat> Just let these hoes know what you want, sis. Just be like, right. look, I don't need no friends. I got enough. You're here to lay it down. You know what I mean? Either put the banana pepper or the little peach mojo and say, let's get it in. No friends. Drop that pipe. Door open, face down, booty up. You know what you want, girl. Let them know. It's 2020, yes. girl. You are free. The words of our Lord. Um, okay, like as the most famous person here, Alaska, there probably are elements of this you have to experience. Like, have you ever been like, no, 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 this, you know what this was? Or like, were people like, I want to talk about this? She's like, no, no, this was a hookup. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> and then you're going to leave. Well, like Monique said, it's it's best to be direct, especially if you are using like a dating app. Mm-hmm. So like... You, you can do it without being rude. There's a way of like saying that in your profile. I'm looking for for dating and I'm looking for hooking up, not looking for friends right now. Mm-hmm. You know, and you can be direct without being like rude. Like, I have enough fucking friends. Don't fucking talk to me. You don't have to do all that. But just be clear. Like, these are my boundaries. This is what I'm using this technology for. Let's respect each other. In that. Uh... <laughs> Okay, so let's go to our queer legacy question. Um, These are questions that every group of queer people have fought about over the years. What's the greatest Oscar speech? Who's the best Spice Girl? What is the proper way to douche? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. (laughs) That's Uh, a good question. (laughs) We're going to battle it out uh, amongst ourselves, and then we want to hear from our listeners. Add us at Grinder and use the hashtag Queer Legacy and give us your answer and we'll read them at the top of the show next week. Okay. The Queer Legacy question this week is, what is the best Mariah Carey single? I'm going to start yeah. because okay. I have something incredibly moving, poignant. Oh my God. And I want to say, I want to say captivating yes, to say about truly. this. I think the best Mariah Carey single is... Honey from Butterfly. Oh. Butterfly does not get enough credit because <laughs> Butterfly doesn't get enough credit because it was kind of it's like right after Mariah was like curly Mariah. This is like our introduction oh, to true. sexy. That is true. This is our introduction to very very sexy R and B. Can also do a remix Mariah and yeah. Honey is the best pop song that's just a thinly veiled metaphor for come. So it's the best one. It's the best one. It's just, it's an entire song about semen. We need a Honey uh, Mariah Carey and a Honey Robin Redux. Like, oh, we, that is something yeah. I'm I, ready for. Gay people would either explode or implode. We'd either blow up or get sucked into our own buttholes yes. if that played. Yes, yes, yes. Um, okay, I think mine, I, I love Honey, um, but... I, I, say semen. But w- gonna, say what you mean. I, I love semen. But I'm going to take it back to emotions. Because... Okay, yes. Yeah, yes. that's what I was going to say. I love um, this whistle tone. She, she, like, just came out the gate and she's like... You know, to everyone. <laughs> How was Whoa. that again? Fix that in post. 
Oh, I heard it. That was good. <laughs> it's like she's in the room. Yeah, I, I, know. <laughs> I know. I do. Being really filmed from one side. Um, being filmed. <laughs> no, but she, it's like honestly one of the best singles. No one can do that range. She was at the top of her vocal game at that point. Yes. And when you go through, you know, I've gone through the YouTube rabbit hole of Mariah live and you see her going and performing that live it's unreal I mean the four octaves there's like nothing like it really to me vocal mastery and a great song she writes all of her songs that one is extremely well written Um, talking about emotions talking about people who feel feelings you know I think we all can relate to that I agree with you Patrick People yeah. who need people are the luckiest <laughs> people in the world. That that's the it's the wrong diva, but okay. It's <laughs> uh, Chester. What do you think? Oh, well, I am a purist, and I was going to say emotions. But other than that, my wow. three AM drunk karaoke song is "Hero." Every oh, because uh, it's about sandwiches and you're hungry. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's oh a my gosh, this is hard. <laughs> I know it is hard. It's either that. This is or... hard. Bitch, I'm going back through. Mariah was the bitch. <laughs> she was the. She is what? Her. Is okay, but also when you believe with Whitney Houston. Uh, Oh my god, yes. yes. The Prince of Egypt soundtrack? Mm-hmm. Oh, at, listen, I'm about to be Christian for the rest of this podcast. It's going to stop afterwards, <laughs> but because of that song. Absolutely. One of my favorite Sandra Bullock vehicles, The Prince of Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Why, was, why did Sandra. DreamWorks make Moses so fucking hot? That's a, <laughs> Don't do that to me. <laughs> I know, they did us dirty on that. Girl with that nose. No, it was. You knew it. Ooh, <laughs> he was so. Ooh, girl, that no. I don't know like, if we oh. get to say that nose about the most famous Jewish person ever. Second famous. Girl, like I said, that no. Uh, oh, Alaska, are you, you going to go with emotions as well? Well, that was my initial yeah. yes, because like you said, I mean, it's it's an incredible song. It really showcases her special gifts yeah. as a singer, and she could back them up. Like you watch the live performances, and she really, really crushes that song. Also, though, I mean, we have to say it's the it's the elephant in the room. All I want for Christmas is you. All I want for Christmas is you. Is one of the biggest songs of all time. And it's so, everyone is trying to imitate that. Every Christmas, you have five different major artists putting out an album trying to capture that magic in a bottle that is that song. And you just, it can't be done. Patrick, I take back that you were right and Alaska's right. So you were wrong. Alaska's right. That she makes. <laughs> Jay, we'll talk about she, this later. She, um, she becomes a millionaire like every yeah, it, like she gets a couple million dollars every November. Didn't it just go to number home. one last year? Like it was. Yes. Like, it hit number one finally oh, for the yes. first time yeah. last year, which is unprecedented. It came out in the nineties. <sighs> Yeah. Never, yeah. Could you never okay? Could you imagine being Jesus and being like, "This bitch done made my birthday <laughs> her day," and I said, "This bitch," because Jesus is a queer black man, so he would say it that way. Well, naturally, Jesus do you think he prefers mad. that over Selena Gomez? Tell him it's my birthday. <laughs> oh, uh, if Jesus met Selena Gomez, he'd be like. Trapdoor. Uh, <laughs> Monique, what do you think? Now I know you're going through the I, I, I know you're going through the archives, girl. Is bitch. it get the fuck out? <laughs> oh. Okay, okay, okay. So my Mariah song, like I'm so torn. I'm so 
torn because I have three that I'm looking at right now. Like used to take me in. What? What are they? Okay, so it was so from 1997, bitch. My all. Uh, my all. Oh my oh. goodness. Oh my god. We love that it. one. Uh, we love it. Okay, that one. The black and white video of yes, my all girl. was so oh. sexual. Oh, oh my god. Oh. So okay, that one. Whenever you call, yeah. and I'll always mm. re- oh my tears right now. I wrote that. I stole her lyrics and wrote it to somebody and put it in their office because I was trying to get them. I was trying to get a girlfriend <laughs> at that point. <laughs> I sure you was. Got- it was okay. a locker, locker, locker love. That was it. Was it was junior high, bro? It was junior high. Um, okay, whatever the last song is on the, from the movie Glitter that she sung after he died. Oh my God! You're with me <laughs> till the that one girl, that one. <gasps> and last one, last one. Um, <laughs> mine again from the Emancipation of Mimi, bitch. Track number four. Uh, Patrick, yeah, I feel like this was this could have been like a three part yeah. because we have five, we have like four eras that we have to address. Oh, we should have done like the 90s, Christmas album, two thousands, and yeah. then twenty yeah. tens. It, it's too tough. Emancipation of Mimi, that was her being a phoenix rising from the ashes. The problem, Girl, it was literally so none of us disagreed. We're all like, oh yeah, that's great. Oh right, my that's God. amazing. <laughs> there's wait a second. Oh, there's is Mariah Carey the Democratic nominee? Did she just get we, all the delegates we got behind her? <laughs> well, my thing, I will did. say this about Mariah. The only thing uh, that I will say is I've never seen Glitter, and and I know that's like <gasps> a big thing, but I've never watched. Cancel the it. call. Cancel the call. <laughs> no, you you have. T- hey, Patrick, I got some good news for you. You got time now. <laughs> I any time from six to whatever, I can watch it. I'm, I'm you watch the old iTunes. fucking guard instead of glitter. <laughs> Shay, whoa! Put some respect hey. on the old guard, okay? Yeah, you better put some respect on out. glitter. Justice for glitter. Out. Yeah, exactly. First I, of all, wait a minute. One more song. I knew from I could start movie. a disagreement with that. Lover boy. What? What? No, 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 no. From the movie. It was the song after her mom burned or she burned the house down and they're taking her away in the car. I don't know. It was that her. little transitional song. Oh, don't worry, bitch. When you watch the movie, you will know what I'm talking about, Shady Queen. <laughs> well, this was a great queer legacy question. Everyone, please um, send your thoughts to us on social media. This has been so much fun. Thank you for joining us, Alaska. It, uh, you're our first guest, so it's very oh special. Gosh. Very special to have you here. We are thrilled. You were a wonderful guest, and we love you. And uh, can't wait to go to the drive-in and see your ass. Yeah. I'll see you there. I'll see you through the glass. See us through the glass. <laughs> um, Thank I- you guys so much. Thank you all. This was so fun. This has been so much fun, but it's time to go now. Uh Thank you, Alaska, for coming. You're our first guest. It was amazing. Thanks for tuning into the rear view, everyone. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do us a favor and leave a nice review for all of the work we do. Bye, y'all. Forever. The Rear View has been a joint production between Forever Dog and Grinder. Thank you, Alaska Thunderfuck, for being this week's guest. Hosted by Patrick Rogers, Monique Hart, Chester Lockhart, and Jay Jordan. Music by Gabe Lopez. Engineered and edited by Will Pitts. Executive produced by Joe Cilio, Anna Rubanova, Patrick Rogers, Evan Sterrett, Brett Boehm, and Alex Ramsey. 